Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Hello there, and welcome back. This week we've reached the next episode in the series Goodnight Sweetheart. This is series 4, episode 3, and it's entitled Out of Town. and geese and pigs and cows. No, I've already eaten. <laughs> and a dog called Betsy. No, you've lost me now. The farm, Gary. Mrs Carter sent me a letter confirming our booking. Look, she makes it sound wonderful. Well, I've never seen the country. Well, I went to Hyde Park after the coronation. There was ducks and pigeons, a bit of mud. I had some brawn that had gone off. <laughs> Quite a nice day out, by and large. There's nothing wrong, is there? You're not going to tell me there's a flap on and we can't... No, 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 nothing like that. Because it was your idea, if you remember, what with all this leave they've given you. Yes, and we're spending it at Mrs Carter's. Just us in a farmhouse with cows and sheep and pigs and geese and chickens, a big feather bed with an eider-down quilt and no reason to get up in the morning. You ever wondered how many there are? <laughs> Walks in the countryside, the cows coming home to be milked. Must be millions. I seem to remember on our last trip to the countryside, you thought all cows were bulls, bats flew into your hair, and we were in constant danger of a sheep attack. How did I get them? That's the question. I also seem to remember on our last trip to the countryside that something happened that hadn't happened before. I mean, how did I get hold of them? <laughs> and it is important to celebrate anniversaries. Slightest draft all over the shop, it's my experience. <laughs> what? Feathers. In a feather bed. How many are there and how do they get hold of them? Well, I just wondered. Um, Mr and Mrs Sparrow, it says here. Well, I didn't fancy separate rooms. Oh, right. No, Gary, not while I'm... Not with the baby. Phoebe, I keep telling you, it's... Ask a doctor if it's all right. Gary! That is not the sort of thing a woman can talk to a doctor about. <laughs> Vaughan! Vaughan! Pregnant, Gary. Dangerous to lift heavy loads. I said I'd be here to help. And here you are, ready and willing and half an hour late. Oh, come on, Yvonne. You'd still be checking in early if you went to the airport by milk float. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm always the same. You are, yeah. Even when we got married, you arrived at the church before me. I arrived before the congregation. <laughs> Halfway through the previous wedding. I'm really going to miss you. And I'm feeling much better. Oh. But we can't. The taxi will be here in ten minutes. Well, no, I'm in ten minutes. Save it when I get home. And make sure you do save it. Yvonne, I couldn't be unfaithful to you. Promise. Well, never in your lifetime. <laughs> Look, let me take you to the airport. It's got wheels. The big porters don't fuss. Oh, I ate all that tannoy and tears palaver. I'll ring when I get there. I'll ring every day. 7 a.m. my time, that's about 11 o'clock at night for you. Right. Well, you will be here, won't you? I'll be lonely. Yeah, of course I will. Just me and the telly and my sad little vindaloo. <laughs> a candle at the candle. Shut it! 
Um, you can come in now, it's ready. <laughs> there, and there, boy, boy. Adieu, is it? Tet tet tet. <laughs> That's right. Well, there's chicken tikka masala, rogan josh. Or is it eyeball to eyeball? <laughs> Lamp asanda, king prawn vindaloo, sag bhaji, aloo gobi. Just ask, Gary. Um, peel of rice, pickle, naan, carbonated mm. water, a robust shiraz from down under, and I need you to do me a favour. I thought you might. No, Yvonne is in Korea, right? I've promised Phoebe a holiday, right? Now, I'm going to be in 1942 for a week. Cut off in the most fundamental way possible, since now hasn't happened yet, if you see what I mean. Oh, I see what you mean. In fact, I saw it coming. The problem, unless I'm much mistaken, is that Yvonne, homesick and disorientated, missing all things truly British, like traffic wardens, negative football, chicken masala, and who knows, even missing you. <laughs> that same Yvonne, poor little alien creature, will be thudding home quite a lot. Every morning from tomorrow at 7 her time, which is 11 in the evening here, which doesn't make much difference one way or the other, because I'm going to be on holiday five decades ago. With your pregnant lover? Yeah. <laughs> so, this food is delicious. Did you switch the oven on yourself? <laughs> so, Ron. The wine is a triumph. Ron. The water's so sparkling. Ron. No. You don't even know... <laughs> You've worked out some system where you can go away for a week with Phoebe without letting Yvonne know you're not here despite the fact that she'll be phoning every evening at 11 o'clock expecting you to take the call. I can't imagine what you've devised, but I suspect it involves someone <laughs> tying himself in knots. That will be you, not me, OK? No, not me. All not... You have to... All you have to... Mm Typical boys' night in, you know. Two drinks, curry, big match. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Hello. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, he is. No, you can't. <laughs> no, I'm not drunk. We did go out to the pub, though. There was this girl in the bar. She works as an exotic dancer. Well, she was a bit fed up because her python's on the blink, so Gary asked her back. <laughs> <laughs> on the way, we stopped off for a curry. The poor girl spilled some down her halter top, so Gary's taken her upstairs with a damp sponge and a stick of manage. <laughs> no. Of course it's not true, Yvonne. He's got laryngitis. No, he can't. Not at all. Not a squeak. Barely a gasp. So, I'll be here every evening to be your go-between. I'm moving in to look after him, and I'll be here to take your call. You just tell me what you want to say to Gary, and I'll pass it on. He'll write down his answer on a piece of paper, and I'll tell you what he said. <laughs> No, Gary can't listen. I have to listen. Because I have to hear both sides of the conversation, Yvonne. <laughs> In what way embarrassing? Well, supposing you wanted to say what? <laughs> well, something like what? Well, I can tell him that, Yvonne. <laughs> Yvonne, I can tell him that. All right, I'll forget you said it. I said I... Hello? Hello. I think she's hung up. What was it she said you couldn't tell me and you said you could and she said forget I said it and you said all right? <laughs> I think it must have been in code. She said, nothing's nicer than knobby knobbit. <laughs> mean anything to you? Um... <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. So, I move in. Well, whilst I'm with Phoebe... Field all Yvonne's calls, pretend you're here, make up your side of the conversation, and try not to laugh if she mentions Nobby Nobby. <laughs> Come on, then. Come on! <laughs> the Beatles hits, their very first EP. Now, that was handed down to me by my Uncle Gerald. That's practically a family heirloom. 
I didn't think you were interested in Beatles memorabilia, anyway. I'm not, but I know a man who is. I can swap this for a limited edition photograph of Sharon Stone, signed across the bottom. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go off and pack a few things. I'll be back in about half an hour. Tonight? Why? Well, you've got beer in and there's no padlock on your fridge. <laughs> Great. She's lost the spare set of keys already. <laughs> Dad, where have what you, you been? I'll be funny for days. Why didn't you leave a message? Oh, I don't trust those things. Well, can I come in? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a philatelist convention at Olympia. <laughs> I got the time off work and your mother's agreed to do her own ironing. So, <laughs> by day I go hunting for stamps with 3,000 other anoraks. <laughs> Evenings are free. For us. You know, a bit of a drink, a bit of a chat, fish and chips. A bit of how are you, how am I. Don't worry, I'll find a hotel. No, 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 you must stay here, of course. Don't be silly. No, I was just surprised to see you, that's all. How long are you down for? Just tonight, is it? No, till Friday. Oh, right, it's just... Laryngitis cleared up then, has it? Oh, well, it uh, <coughs> comes and goes. Um, have you met my dad? This is my dad, George. This is my friend, Ron. Hi. He's staying here at the moment because of severe marital aggravation. Thank you, old and trusted friend. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, son. What's wrong? My wife hates me. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, that wouldn't make for a tremendously happy marriage, would it? Dad's in London for a philatelist convention. And he's staying here. Of course he is. Naturally. See, the uh, thing is, Dad, um, well, I'm going away for a week. I'll leave the day after tomorrow. It's a, a buying trip. Oh, surely you can't delay it. Um, well, no, because there's this guy. He's got some stuff, you know, really good stuff. Stamps. Uh, World War II stamps, actually, amongst other things. He's sending some down on spec. They should be here by tomorrow. Perhaps you could have a look. Well, it's just for a day or two, then. Well, no. Uh, because he lives in... Um, Hebrides. In, in the Hebrides. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible trip. It's a plane, car... Boat. Boat, yes. Possible bad weather, you know. Then I've got to look the stuff over, then get a boat back, car, plane... Bad traffic, hangar lane. Yeah, I've... Uh, <laughs> I, I've allowed uh, the best part of a week. Well, a week, more or less. Well, no, a week. Postpone it, son. Uh, <sighs> oh, well... I think I'll get off to bed, Gary, if that's all right. It's been a long day. Spare room at the back, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Can I bring you anything? No, thanks, son. I'll be all right. Well, it's, it's really great to see you. Is it? If your dad's staying in the spare room, where am I going to sleep tonight? Tonight we don't sleep, Ron. Tonight we worry. <laughs> Oh, and another thing. Watch that phone like a hawk. Dad gets to it first. I'm sunk. Don't worry. Any danger of that, I'll switch it to answer. No, you go and enjoy your rural idyll with Phoebe. Ron, I can't. You saw the look on his face. Abject misery. The look of a father betrayed. I'll just square it with Phoebe. How? All right, you're Phoebe, OK? Phoebe... What? You, you're Phoebe. I'm rehearsing an excuse. You have to give me Phoebe's reaction. Right. Phoebe, you know you said you hoped I wouldn't say there was a flap on at work and we're going to have to cancel the holiday. Well, there's a flap on at work. <laughs> you're right. I'm going to have to come up with something better than that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to turn in. Where do I sleep? On the sofa. Well, unless you prefer the marital bed. Nah, you can have the sofa. I'll have the marital bed. <laughs> I hope no-one sees me doing this in uniform. You all right, Harry? Uh, yeah, just a bit sore. Slept in a funny position. Anyway, look, the meteorological boys are never wrong. Never. Not with an ever-present danger of an invasion. No, they have to be right. He's right, Phoebe. They have to. And I have it on the best authority that the weather for Kent next week is persistent rain, gale-force winds and the threat of sleet. Now, that's what the boys at the Met told me. Always accurate, the Met. Shut up, Reg. No. Look, why not postpone it until the following week? No. 
I've rearranged the brewery, Reggie's taking a week's leave to look after things, the farm's booked, and I borrowed Violet's turquoise gabardine with a rabbit trim. The Met boys know their stuff, Phoebe. And that's that. Shut up, Reg. Well, the other thing is that, uh, well, I've been in contact with the office and they reckon next week there might be a bit of a flap on, so mm -hmm. I thought that maybe... And? And, and, um, and, and it won't be much of a flap. It's a very small flap and they won't need me. Okay. <laughs> Rubber's black currant. It's just a job for a bad throat. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh. what's this? That is a ticket for the three tenors for tonight. My treat. Gary! That's amazing! This must have cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, well, both legs, actually, but it's worth it. Um, you're, you're worth it. You're a one-off, you are. Cheers. Cheers. You know, do you recognise the East End today? There still back-to-backs round here when I was growing up. Labs up the garden and street cricket. Look at it now. Mile-eye offices full of blokes in braces doing deals. A pint, a fish, supper and change from two bob. You can always borrow a cup of sugar. No one ever locked their doors and summer lasted half the year, eh? No, I never said it was much fun. Just different. Dad, I'm, uh, I'm sorry about this week. About not being able to change the arrangements. Ah, never mind. Next time, eh? Strange coming back. Everything changed. You know, I never told you. Never told no one. Something very odd happened to me round here. It's back when I was odd jobby. Plumbing, mostly. I got a call out to a house round here. Couldn't find a place. Drove up and down for about half an hour, looked at the street map, you know. Finally, I asked this copper if he knew where it was. Yeah, he says. It's just down that alleyway. You won't get the van down there. You'll have to walk. What happened? Strangest thing. It still haunts me now when I think of it. What? I, I walked down the alley. It was a pub, I remember that. And I don't know, everything seemed different, looked different. But at first, I couldn't quite see how or why. I walked towards the address, and I thought, this isn't the 1960s. This is the 1860s. I'm in the bloody Victorian age. Well, who did you meet then? Did you meet anyone? Did, did you keep going back and have a different life there with different people? Did, was there anyone special? Did, I can't take this in. What are you on about? Victorian England, you went back. It's a family thing. Of course. Father to son. It's in the genes. Dad, I can go back. Go back where? I'm losing track. Well, Victorian times. You said you went back. Yeah. Well, that's the way it seemed, all right. Dirt and poverty, kids with no shoes, men out of work. It wasn't the swinging 60s round here. If it hadn't have been for the telly aerials and Billy J. Kramer on the jukebox, it could have been the bad old days. What do you mean about going back? Huh? It's a mistake, isn't it? Well, it's like this place. It's a, a mistake to go back. Yeah. The past is the past, isn't it? Sometimes. Oh, right on time. It's so nice when you can come home for tea. Just like a husband. Just like we was married. Well, I, uh, I will have to pop back later on. No, you won't. Yeah, I will, because, um... Well, I've, I've left my binoculars in the office. You remember last time? All that worry about whether that was a cow or a bull in the field? <laughs> you standing on your head trying to count the danglies from 50 yards away? <laughs> well, this way, pair of binoculars. Have a shifty, number one. Is that udder or rudder? <laughs> Very thoughtful, Gary, but you won't be needing them now. It's mutton stew and dumplings, mashed swede, treacle pudding and custard for later, and a glass of milk stout. Good for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be needing them. Not yet, anyway. I thought about what you said, Gary, what the Met boys said, and I don't want to spend our first ever holiday sitting inside watching the weather. So, I phoned Mrs Carter and changed our week. 
She's not exactly fully booked with the war on. So, we'll go next week, like you suggested. Sunshine and babbling brooks. Lovely. <laughs> you said it was impossible. Well, it wasn't easy. Changing the brewery delivery times, Reg changing his leave. But nothing's going to spoil this holiday, Gary. Aren't you pleased? Yeah, yeah, really pleased. Um, but I will have to pop back tonight, Phoebe. Bit of a flap on, is there? Uh, bit of a flap, yeah. Well, never mind. <laughs> In a week's time, we'll be miles away. No pub, no flaps. Just you and me and a week of glorious weather. Guaranteed by the Met Office. <laughs> <laughs> one for the road? No. Um, yes, big one. She was dead against it, but I talked around. Thanks, Rich. Ah, she said, I've made the arrangements. It's all fixed. The Met boys are never wrong, I said. Well done, Reg. Me mind's made up, she said. I've got them to agree to next week, and next week it will be wind and rain and possible sleet, I said. You're a real friend, Reg. Yeah, I talked around. Wasn't easy. I had to keep at it, but I wore her down in the end. What would I do without you, eh? Oh, uh, ten bobs, half crowns, bobs, threepennies, tapnies, and a half crown book of assorted. What? Five quid's worth of areas. You asked me to get you some. Stamps! So, what did you tell your dad? No, I just told him that the weather forecast for the Hebrides was appalling and I'd been advised to leave it until next week. Useful stuff, weather. So he's chuffed. Where is he, anyway? He's watching the three tenors, which is about as much change as I got from a hundred quid. So, is your laryngitis going to last a fortnight, or do I tell you on that you've been struck by lightning? No, I'll recover briefly and then have a relapse next week. You're a hero, really, you know that. What? High wire artists, lion tamers, members of the SAS, pearl divers. None of them can match the sheer nerve and resourcefulness of a man living a double life. It must be hell. It is. Apart from the nookie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I've forgotten. My God. Endless deceit. Terrifying schedules, back and forth across the time warp like a ping with two pongs and nothing in it for knobby nubbits. <laughs> That'll be for you. Hello? Hello, Yvonne. No, it's a bit better. It's coming back. How are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? She's coming home next week. No, Yvonne. No, Yvonne, you can't come home next week. Why not? Why not? I'm having the firm. Mm, maternity leave, prospects of promotion. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Of course I do. Well, of course I understand. You're homesick, you're miserable, and raw fish makes you want to throw up. I understand that. <laughs> no, no, Yvonne, if you've made your mind up, then... It... Okay. 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 So does Nobby Nobbit, okay? <laughs> yes. Fed up, homesick, returning a week early. When you're either in Kent, 1940s, larks, lambs and cowpats, or in the Hebrides, bargaining for wartime stamps, depending on your point of view. But not in Cricklewood, 1990s. You've got a problem here, mate. Mega problem. Epic problem. Humongous problem. Solar systems rushing towards each other. Collision inevitable. Fast interstellar universe destroying explosion. Sort of a problem, really. Thanks, Ron. You're a big help. 
Great evening. Thanks, Gary. I really enjoy myself. Dad. Yes, sir. I'm really pleased you're having a good time. Ron. Ron. Oh, cancel all your birthday. <laughs> what time is it? Um, dawn. I want you to print something for me. What is it? MI5's top-secret meteorological report for the week commencing 16th of June, 1942. In contrast, the following week, formerly expected to herald fair weather, is now certain to be stormy. With heavy rain and gale-force winds in many areas, especially Middlesex, Sussex and Kent. <laughs> I don't believe it. Freak weather conditions. Impossible to foresee. Never wrong, the Met boys. <laughs> what are we going to do, Gary? Everything's arranged for next week. Right. Reg, get on that phone. Tell them you want this week off after all. Feedy, I'm not spending our first real holiday, our very first and probably our last until the war ends, the holiday we have both dreamt about, cooped up indoors watching cows swim for the high ground. So I'll phone Mrs Carter and tell her we're on our way. She hasn't got any bookings, you said so yourself. Reg can deal with the brewer's men. It's only a matter of heaving a few barrels of beer into the cellar, OK? OK, go and get packed. Gary. Go and get packed. Yes, Gary. I spoke to me, Sergeant. Said it doesn't matter to him whether I take this week or next on account of the fact when I'm not around, it's the same as when I'm here, and when I am, there's no difference. <laughs> I think that's what he said. That sounds about right. Note. Yeah, he left it on my bedside table. Sorry, but he had to go after all. Freak conditions over the southern Atlantic. Tricky stuff, weather. And you're celebrating. He left me a little present to say sorry kind of thing. World War II stamps. That's nice. Ooh, bloody right. Including a half-crown book of assaulted with the tuppenies. Imperforated. The whole pain and in pristine condition. Worth. Oh, two, three thousand quid. Pop that cork, son. I've never had a fight like this. When you see Gary, tell him I'm going to take his mother on holiday to the West Indies. Jamaica? Yeah, unless we go to Barbados. <laughs> Crap up to our earlobes. <laughs> or to put it another way, you are. <laughs> Still, at least it's a nice day for it. You are listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart, entitled Out of Town. Now, here is Dad's Army, in an episode entitled Absent Friends. 
Vincent Arthelow, John LeMessurier and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. Absent Friends, featuring John Lorre, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender, with this week's guests, Bill Pertwee, Larry Martin, Pearl Hackney, and Michael Brennan. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. It is the beginning of 1942. In North Africa, Rommel and his Africa Corps have been pushed back towards Benghazi by the 8th Army's latest offensive, and on the Russian front, the Axis forces have been halted. Somewhat removed from the main battlefronts, but a vital cog in the great war machine, is the church hall at Warmington-on-Sea, headquarters of the local home guard. In the side office, Sergeant Wilson is singing to himself. A room with a view. And you. And no one to worry us. No one to hurry us. <laughs> Through this dream we found. We'll build and we'll coo. Not in here, Wilson. Oh, no, sir. I didn't expect you until tomorrow morning. Well, I didn't go to London after all. Oh. Was the lodge meeting cancelled? No, Elizabeth didn't like the idea of being left alone overnight. Ah. These air raids worry the women folk a lot, you know. Anyhow, is it time for parade? Oh, just about, sir. Uh, well, you know, sir, th th there's no reason for you to stay, you know. Uh, after all, we weren't expecting you. Try to get rid of me, Wilson. Well, of course not, sir. No, no. Uh, Uncle Arthur. Oh. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Manreen. <laughs> wasn't expecting to see you here So it would seem Why aren't you wearing your uniform? My mum's put it in the wash tub She's what? <laughs> Said it smelled of bleach Well of course it smells of bleach That's the anti-mustard gas treatment well, she said it wasn't fit to be seen, and she's given it a good go-over with the dolly With what? <laughs> dolly? No It's disgraceful can't you do anything to stop her, Wilson? Well, you see, uh, once she gets underway, I find it's not easy to stop her. Really? No. <laughs> oh, never mind that now. Get that uniform back by tomorrow, Pike. Yes, Mr. Manreen. Answer that, Wilson. Yes, sir. Hello? Wilson. Yes, sir. How many times have I told you not to say hello? Hmm? Announce yourself. We're HQ, number one platoon, B Company, Warmington on Sea, Home Guard. And you are Platoon Sergeant Wilson. All right, sir. All right. HQ, number one platoon, B Company, Warmington on Sea, Home Guard. And I am Platoon Sergeant Wilson. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> How awfully nice to hear your voice. And after all this long time. Hmm. We really must get together again, you know, sometime. Who is this? What? Who is this? Your wife, sir. <laughs> I'll take it. Hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> what? But I did say goodbye to you, my dear. I called it out from the kitchen door. Yeah, excuse me a minute. Wilson, you can fold the men in now. I shan't be a moment. All right. Uh, yes. All right, sir. Yes. <clears throat> what, what was that, Elizabeth? No, no, no. Of course it hasn't slipped my memory. But I haven't seen Corporal Jones yet. And, and, and you must appreciate that it's rather difficult for me to ask him for under-the-counter ox tail <laughs> when I'm trying to maintain the discipline of the platoon. <laughs> no, I don't think you're being very reasonable, my dear, if I may say so. And I... Uh, uh, hello? Hello? Elizabeth? Eli hello? Hello. Ah, how was now? The men ready for inspection? Uh, well, uh, there are one or two missing. Come along, then. We better call the roll. All right. Uh, Corporal Jones, ready to call the roll? Very good, Sergeant. Hmm? Godfrey, not here. <laughs> Walker, not here. <coughs> Fraser, not here. Just, just, just a minute. What's going on? What is all this? Well, we're a little bit thin on the ground tonight, sir. Yeah, I'm afraid we've got a little bit of absenteeism without leave, sir. Yes, I should think we have. Where is everyone? Uh, I'd, uh, I'd rather not say, sir. What are you talking about? Well, it's sneaking. Sneaking? <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't like to tell on the traps. Not here, Wilson. I don't want any of this public school nonsense. <laughs> this is war, not Greyfriars. <laughs> I order you to tell me the whereabouts of my troops. They're in the pub. In the pub? 
They're playing, they're playing darts. Darts? Yes, against the ARP wardens. Did you give them permission? Well, yes, but I, but I did say I, I didn't think it was an awfully good idea. And if it was all the same to them, I'd rather they didn't. They thought they'd get away with it, sir, but I knew your suspicions would be aroused the moment you said fall in, and they didn't. <laughs> this is ridiculous, Wilson. As soon as my back is turned, men come on parade looking like scarecrows. Most of them don't come on parade at all. It's your slack discipline that's causing all this, you know. Well, I, I do get quite cross with them at times. <laughs> you have ten minutes to round them up and get them here. So you better get cracking. All right, sir. Right, move. I said move, Wilson. I am, I am. Watch me, I am moving. <laughs> Mr. Manreen, I'm here. <laughs> yes. I'm very glad to see you, Pike. My mum won't let me go into pubs. Quite right, too. <laughs> Jones? Very glad to see that, as ever, you placed your duty first and didn't join the team. I wasn't picked. Oh. <laughs> Why not? They said I couldn't see the board. <laughs> there you are. 47 for the wardens. Chalk it up, Godfrey. Good evening, all. Oh, blimey, maybe it's your late, aren't you? Well, I had to get Frank off to his parade. Well, what are you having, dear? Usual, please, Bill. Oh, well, shan't be a minute, lads. Hey, Fraser, see that? Pikey's mum and the warden. How long's that been going on? Oh, son, dissipation that's eating its way through the land like worms through a coffin lid. <laughs> hey, look who's just come in, Mr. Wilson. This should be interesting. Oh, hello, Walker. Fraser. Evening, sir. Evening, Mr. Wilson. I think possibly that it wasn't quite such a good idea to miss the parade tonight because, uh, because we... Uh, oh. Oh, Mavis, what a surprise. Yes, isn't it? I don't really think you ought to come to a place like this all on your own. Hey, you are, Mavis. One large gin and tonic, you lovely girl. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and don't you go and get all Nelly Dean like you did last week, eh? <laughs> uh, oh, hello, Sergeant Wilson. I didn't see you there. Uh, excuse me, uh, it's my throw. You know that man, Mavis? Well, uh... He looks after me from time to time. What? He looks after you? Here, Walker, will you tell uh, Mr. Wilson that the drink I bought Mrs. Pike was from you? Why? Well, because if he finds out I'm going out with her, he'll half kill me. What? Young Sergeant Cap! He couldn't have knocked the skin off a rice pudding. <laughs> couldn't he? No! Oh, you sure? Positive! Oh, right. Here, Wilson! Oh, me? Yes, you. What are you doing in here? You should be back at the all-plain soldiers. Yes, well, uh, actually, I came uh, to get the men back on parade. Well, they're not coming. There's two pints riding on this match, and us wardens is winning. So go and present your arms somewhere else. Look, I don't think I like your tone. Oh, don't you? Well, try this one. <laughs> yeah, awful, isn't he? Really, so terribly vulgar. Now, come along. Come along, Mavis. Let me, let me take you away from all this. I don't want to go. Mr. Hmm? Hodges has very kindly bought me a drink, and I'd rather like to finish it, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, all right. Yes, of course, yes. Uh, uh, well, chaps, uh, come as soon as you can, will you? Try and do that. <laughs> yeah, OK, Sarge. Well, Jock, that was exciting, wasn't it? Oh, you and Sarge, it makes me sick. The hell I mind will only fight for his woman. Hey, I saw him awful right, didn't I? <laughs> Aye, you did. And when your hands have stopped shaking, we'll carry on with the game. <laughs> Number one platoon B Company, Warmington on Sea Home Guard. Captain Manning speaking. Oh, hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> well, yes, I was about to explain that when you slammed the receiver down. Very well, when you put the receiver down. Yes, dear. I'll ask Jones in good time, but not now. I have a slight disciplinary crisis on my shoulders, and it's very... Hello, hello, Elizabeth. Hello. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Excuse me, sir. How much longer do you want me to go on with the drilling? Private Puck is getting a bit tired. <laughs> Don't bother about that now, Jones. No, sir. No, sir. Just a minute. Sir. Shut the door, will you? Yes, sir. Like a word with you. Oh, very good, sir. I, um... <laughs> I realise that uh, your professional life must be rather difficult at the moment. 
Oh, it is, sir. Everyone wants a bit on the side, sir. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they do. If I was to tell you some of the things I've been offered for off-the-ration meat under the counter, sir, it'd make your hair stand on end. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it would. I couldn't take advantage of half of them, even if I was that way inclined, sir. Yeah. Well, as you know, I never ask for any favours, Jones. I don't think I'll follow you, sir. Well, it's just that Elizabeth, Mrs. Manning, has conceived this ridiculous craving for oxtail. You know how some women are from time to time. You mean like pickles, sir? <laughs> pickles? Yes, pickles. I don't think I quite follow you, Joan. Well, at certain times, sir, women like pickles. Do they? Yes, sir. Oh. Well, Mrs. Manning doesn't want pickles. She wants oxtail. And she shall have it, sir. The finest in my fridge. I should take it round personal. Thank you, Joan. And congratulations, sir. Hmm? <laughs> I must say it's most exciting news. What is? Well, Mrs. Manning wants an oxtail, sir. So to speak. <laughs> is it? Oh, I... I wouldn't have thought it was exciting. Well, at all events, it, it must have been most unexpected, so especially at her time of life. <laughs> no, no, it's hardly unexpected, uh, Jones. I mean, Mrs. Manning gets this way from time to time. <laughs> well, how come you've never actually had any before, sir? Well, I didn't like to ask you for help. <laughs> well, you know me, sir. I'm always glad to be of assistance. Oh. Excuse me. Hello? The, oh, Elizabeth? Yes. Look, you've no cause to worry any further, my dear. Corporal Jones is going to deliver it personally. Pardon? <laughs> I think I want to get back to the parade now. Uh, El Do wish you wouldn't keep doing that. <laughs> Right, well, that'll be all. Thank you, Jones. And uh, I'd be grateful if you'd refrain from mentioning this to the men. Oh, of course mm. not, sir. But I think I ought to tell you, I don't think I have the necessary skills for delivery, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was once present at the confinement of a cow. I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about, but uh, we'll discuss it later. Yeah, I suppose the principle's the same, you know. <laughs> there you are, Josie. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Wilson. Ah, oh, Wilson. Have you got the men on parade? I think so. You think so? Isn't that what you went for? What is it? That, that, that dreadful fellow, Hodges, was buying drinks for Mavis and slobbering all over her. And he said last week she was Nellie Dean. Bring <laughs> pardon? Nellie Dean. <clears throat> then he made a rude noise. I think your mind's wandering, Wilson. Huh? <laughs> you let it dwell on unhealthy things. Oh. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll give you one more chance to redeem yourself. Mm. Jones and I are coming with you this time, and if those men don't return, you can consider yourself under open arrest. Jock, a bullseye. Ah, there you go. Ah, lovely. That makes it one game all. Uh, drink up, Mavis. You're going slow tonight. <laughs> now, Bill, behave yourself. Oh, dear. Look who's just come in. It's Mr. Mannering. Oh, I'm just about in the mood for him. Now, look here, Napoleon. If you come to break up the game, <laughs> you can think again because they're not coming. I have nothing to say to you, Hodges, so kindly mind your own business. Now, listen to me, men. I don't know whether this is deliberate disobedience or a misunderstanding, but you are all absent of parade. Now, double up and fall in outside. Hey, just a minute, just a minute. Steady on. It's one game all. You, you're not leaving now. Oh, yes, they are. Come along, Fraser. Walk up. Outside. We are... We're not coming, Mr. Martin. Don't talk to me like that, Fraser. Outside. You can't make us. Private Godfrey. Well, uh, I am... Um, He's not uh, coming either. <laughs> I think you've all taken leave of your senses. But if you all return to the hall within five minutes, I'll say no more about it. Come on, Jones. Well, I've just got a pint coming up, Mr. Jones! Yes, <laughs> I'm coming, I'm coming, sir. 
Tom Wilson. Yes, sir, yes. Uh, 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 maybe, mm. maybe. Uh, I, I do think it would be much better if you left with me now. What would I do then? Come and watch you play, soldiers. No. Come along, Wilson. All right, sir. I, I'm coming, sir. Coming, coming. Well, let's got rid of him. Yeah, Mr. Manor, he looked a bit out, didn't he? That's the man's nothing but a big bug of wind. <laughs> I don't like to let him down. I know he wouldn't let me down. I think I would rather like to go. Good evening. Blockleg! <laughs> oh, let him go. Look, are you lot playing darts? You're going to stand here nuttering all night. Yeah, let's play darts. Oh, come on. Come on. Who's going with it? Still no sign of them, Wilson? Not yet. Shut the door, then. Right. <clears throat> you know, this whole thing is beyond my comprehension. Mm. I mean, fancy not wanting to come on parade. It's the highlight of my day. <laughs> I just don't understand it at all, do you? Uh, no, what, I'm sorry, what was that? Huh? What was that? I said I don't understand it at all. No, 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 neither do I, sir, no. What could she see in him? I mean, he's such a, such a coarse sort of man, isn't he? I don't think you've heard a word I've been saying. <laughs> Mr. Henry. Yes, Pack. Uh, could we see you for a moment, sir? What is it, Jones? I'm afraid we've some bad news, sir. Yes? The men what are absent are still not present. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'd hoped that after a few minutes' reflection, they would have come to their senses. I'm very regretful that this should happen in such a joyful moment of your life, sir. Yes, thank you, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll have to be taught a lesson, Wilson. I should like to volunteer to teach them a lesson, sir. Let me put them all on a fizzer. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't do that, Jones. Give them full punishment, sir. Tie them to the wheel of a gun carriage. We haven't got a gun carriage. Well, is my butcher's van, sir. Think the time's that. Oh, do be sensible, Jones. You can't dock their pay because we don't get none. You could take away all their privileges, sir. Privileges? We haven't got any. Well, then give us some. Then you can take them away. <laughs> Answer that, Wilson. Probably your wife again, sir. Oh, that'll be the last straw. Now, look here, Elizabeth. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Number one, platoon B, Company Warmington on Sea Home Guard, Captain Mannering speaking. Yeah, Mannering, yes. What? Great Scott. Oh, yes. Yes, you can rely on us, sir. We'll go around there at once. I'll take every available man. Just leave it in my hands. This would come at a time like this. An escaped convict has been located in Ivy Crescent. Well, surely it's up to the police to deal with it. Well, normally, yes. But this man is armed. The police have no weapons, and they've asked for our support. And they shall have it, sir. They shall have it. We will be there, sir. <laughs> shall I go to the pub and tell the others, sir? No. Three loyal men are better than a hundred backsliders. Come on, men. We march alone. Here we are. Number 27. This is the house. Well, where's the squad of police? Well, they're supposed to meet us here. Well, perhaps they'll be hiding behind the bushes, sir. They do a lot of hiding behind bushes, do policemen, you know, sir. Especially when they're knocking people off. I don't think that's very likely, Jones. In that film, Public Enemy Number One, they hid behind cars. But there aren't any here. <laughs> and, uh, good evening, sir. Uh, are you the own guard? Yes, that's right. I'm Captain Manning. Well, uh, I'm the police. Where's the rest of your squad? I'm the only one the sergeant could spare. <laughs> but there's no raid on. What are the others doing? Playing darts. Playing darts? <laughs> right, we'll have to take care of this ourselves. We'd best be careful. Convicts can be pretty ugly customers and... And this one's armed and all. That won't worry us. We shall use jujitsu. <laughs> when he opens the door, I'll grab his arm and pull. Jones, you kneel down behind me and trip him. Right, sir. The pike, you jump on top of him and put a lock on him. Yeah, what sort, sir? Padlock or Yale? <laughs> right, here we go. Take my pistol, Wilson. Stand over there by the fence. I think he's coming. Right. Places, everybody. Get ready to trip him, Jones. Yes, sir. Here. What am I supposed to do? Arrest him, of course. <laughs> uh, hello, can I help you? Right, grab him. Now, up. Oh, hey, 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 what's hey, going 
bothered I wasn't going anywhere. Is, is your name George Pierce? No, officer, I'm Tommy. It's my twin brother you want. This man's bluffing, Constable. Off to the station with him. No, we can't go there. It was bombed the night before last. <laughs> yeah, so it was. Where can we take him? Put him in my cold saucer. Let me put him in my cold saucer. Well, they're supposed to be picking him up from your headquarters. Very well, we'll take him there. Now, keep behind him, Wilson. And, Pearson, if you try anything, it'll be the worst for you. All right, keep your hair on. I'm not going to do nothing. Now, if it was my twin brother, George, you'd be in dead trouble. Violent he is. Real violent. Mm, Well, that's enough of that nonsense. Come on. By the left. Quick. Captain Mannery, I've returned to duty. (laughs) So I see, Godfrey. Had enough of drinking and whoring, have you? (laughs) Uh, I've no time to listen to your excuses now. Got a dangerous criminal on my hands. You better stay out here in the hall and keep guard. Uh, uh, very good, sir. Right, Wilson, close the door. All right, sir. Pearson, you sit down on that chair and behave yourself. All right, you're the governor. Pike, Jones, keep him covered. Very good, sir. One false move out of you, buddy, and you'll be wearing a wooden overcoat. Right. <laughs> yes, sir? Don't be silly. You know, Sammy, sir. What is it, Wilson? Well, on the way here, I had a sort of funny feeling that we were being followed. Oh, don't be neurotic. Anyway, Godfrey's keeping a sharp lookout. <laughs> Come on, now. Where is he? What? Oh, 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 dear. I beg your pardon. I, I must have dropped off. Come on, Granddad. Where is he? Where, 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 where is who? Yeah, that military geezer who's nicked my twin brother, Tom. When I find him, I'll sprint his head open and use his gut for garters. <laughs> Let me see. You might find him if you go right down to the far end of the hall there and behind the stage. He's, he's probably in one of the dressing rooms. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Uh, yes. It's individual. I'd better go and warn Captain Manry. The police wagon should be here soon to collect the prisoner. Someone at the side door now, sir. Let them in. All right, sir. Oh, Captain Mannering. Godfrey, what on earth did you come all this way round for? Well, before I go into that, sir, I think I ought to explain that there's a rather large, rather aggressive gentleman in the hall who says he's going to do the most awful things to you, sir. Hey, that will be my brother, George. I'm in here, George. I'm in here. Stop him, Pike. Jones. If you move a single muscle, you'll get this baited up you and you will not like it. <laughs> that you, Tom? Hold on, I'm coming. Right, I'll soon settle this little lot. Quick, Godfrey, shut the door. I have already, sir. Right. I also took the precaution of locking the hall door so he couldn't escape. That's why I had to come round on the outside. Good thinking, Godfrey. Right, Pike, run and get the others. But surely, sir, three loyal men are better than a hundred backsides. <laughs> Don't talk rubbish, boy. Go on. Hurry, use the side door. I have, Mr. Manring. Open this door! Open up or I'll you! That's quite enough of that. I call upon you to surrender in the name of the king. Stop the king! Oh, God! No. <laughs> the others are coming, sir. It's us, Captain Manring. We're sorry, we're late. They was already on the way, Mr. Manreen. I've been pleading and pleading with them all along to report from you. Right, now we can do something. Godfrey, stand by to open the door, and we'll rush into the hall and overpower him. Ready? Well, I just yes, sir, yes, sir. 
Answer that, Wilson. Yes, sir. Hello? Oh, Mrs. Mannering. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I'm afraid it's not awfully convenient at the moment. Give that to me. Right. Yes, Elizabeth? Look, I've no time to discuss that now. Wilson, you talk to her. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Mannering. Give her my congratulations, Mr. Wilson. Say, I hope it's a boy. <laughs> what was that you said? Open up this door on the big gun! Right, stand by, everybody. Oh. Godfrey, open the door. Uh, yes, sir. Come on, man. In we go. Right! Oh! 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's all that noise about? Whatever's happening in there. He took my bayonet. Oh, oh, I think my arm's broken. Oh, oh my head. Oh, he took my bayonet. Anyone quick, else? Quick, quick Godfrey, out. shut the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Mannering. It's been absolutely lovely talking to you. Whatever's happened to you? That big brute hit me on the nose. <laughs> Arthur, did you hear that? My little boy Frank's been hit. What are you going to do about it? Oh, that really is the limit. Uh, Godfrey, open the door. Uh, oh, yes, Mr. Wilson. Wilson, where do you think you're going? I'm going in there. Right, stand clear. Oh, 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 That's taken care of him. Wilson. Hmm? Arthur, my hero. No, it was nothing, nothing, nothing at all, Mavis, nothing. You'll never cease to amaze me, Wilson. Where on earth did you learn to fight like that? Well, as a matter of fact, at my public school. Hmm. <laughs> I'd never have believed it. Look here, Hodges, I hang it in my time, you cleared off. You're right, yes. You're right. What to do with an early night? We could all do with an early night. Come along, Arthur. Well, I think I'll have a drink first, if you don't mind. <clears throat> I hear, men, before you all go, I'd just like to say something. I've only just realised that a misunderstanding has arisen between Corporal Jones and myself, in consequence of which certain rumours may start to circulate concerning... Mrs. Mannering's condition. <laughs> I would like to state here and now they are quite untrue. Mrs. Mannering and I have never been blessed in that manner, although in, uh, in all other respects our marriage has been the most happy one. In fact, I could say quite blissful. <laughs> Shall I answer it, sir? I shouldn't bother with... <laughs> It's almost certain to be for me. Yes, Elizabeth. Of course, Elizabeth. In that episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft, you heard... Arthur Lowe's Captain Mannering, John the Measurer, Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Larry, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Bill Pertwee, Chief Warden Hodges, Larry Martin, Private Walker, Pearl Hackney, Mrs. Pike, Michael Brennan as Tom and George Pearson, and Stuart Sherwin as the policeman. Absent Friends was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snowden and produced by John Dias. You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Dad's Army entitled Absent Friends. That's all for this week, folks. So until I speak again next week, this is Graham Stephen saying, keep smiling. We've got some off-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs, all games, gold chains, worst names, and Edda Bush, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices and a straw. Same man did.
This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.